0: Hello, hello, you're vibing with Kairos Keenan-Westcott, but hey, you can just call me Kai. Welcome to another episode of the Vibe with Kai podcast. I'm all about flipping the script on mental health, turning tough topics into open conversations and shining a light into the corners where the sun doesn't always reach. Now, whether you're an introvert, an extrovert, or somewhere in between, I'm here to engage, entertain, and educate. I primarily vibe around ADHD and introversion around here, but I'm not afraid to tackle all corners of the mental health landscape. I believe that a good laugh can be just as therapeutic as a good cry. So I sprinkle in a little humor like confetti because, hey, why not? (laughs) Life's a party, even when it's a bit of a chaotic one. So with that said, sit back, grab your favorite beverage, maybe even your favorite fidget toy, and let's start vibing. Hello Vibers, it's Kai here with another episode of the Vibe with Kai podcast. Today, we're diving deep into the world of therapy focusing on the importance of finding that perfect fit when it comes to your mental health journey. Too often, we might settle for the first name that we see online, but today's guests, Chelsea Macron and Andrea Santiago, are here to enlighten us on why that may not be the best strategy. So whether you're seeking therapy for the first time or reevaluating your current therapeutic relationship, this episode is for you. Today, we have two very special guests who are true experts in their field. Firstly, we have Chelsea Macaron, who you probably know already because she's been on my podcast 8 million times, uh, and I Mm -hmm. love having her, so I'm happy to have her back. Uh, Chelsea Macaron of Healthy Minds and More Counseling Services, a licensed mental health counselor who passionately believes in the balance of a healthy body and mind. With her diverse experience, she beautifully integrates fitness, nutrition, and counseling into her therapeutic approach. Her journey... Starting from her childhood involvement in performing arts to working with children, and now as a licensed counselor, showcases her commitment to bringing balance and peace into the lives of her clients. Next, we have Andrea Santiago. I'm trying to say it as white as I can, Andrea. <laughs> <laughs> <On air. laughs> I'm trying. Uh, now are we're, we're joined by Andrea Santiago uh, of Gemstone Wellness, right? Yes. Okay, I just want to make sure of Gemstone Wellness. Uh, as a licensed clinical professional counselor, Andrea boasts a rich background in crisis intervention and trauma recovery, especially with children and adolescents. Her eclectic approach to therapy, which ranges from cognitive behavioral therapy to mindfulness-based interventions, truly tailors the therapeutic experience to each individual. And with her bilingual skills, Andrea further emphasizes inclusivity in her mental health care. Both Chelsea and Andrea have dedicated their careers to helping individuals naturally navigate their mental health journeys, emphasizing the importance of individuality and best fit. So please join me in giving a warm welcome to these two incredible, amazingly awesome individuals, Chelsea and Andrea. Hi, did you like that intro? Oh, yeah,
1: it was, was amazing. Wow. I,
0: I've I, <laughs> I, I practiced that in the mirror 17 times this morning.
1: <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's I funny.
2: It's like listening to it. I'm like, wow, I gotta update my bio because I feel like I've grown so much since that was written.
0: <laughs> yes. I was
1: just thinking. I was like, wow, like you nailed my bio.
0: <laughs> I, you know, up- I'll, <laughs> t- <laughs> I, yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why though. I can't. I can't tell you how many times I've been a guest on somebody's podcast, and they did no research on me whatsoever. Uh, in <laughs> fact, I did. A, I did a podcast. Uh, uh, I would say a couple months ago where the person was, I I signed on to the Zoom thing and the person was like, so tell me about you. And I was like, what do you mean? They're like, what do you do? What's your platform about? I'm like, wait, do you even know who you have as a guest right now? Like, what is this? What is And I like, I promised myself I would never do that to, to anybody. So I'm glad that I got your bio. Yeah.
1: It worked out really well. Yes.
0: Thank you. Um, So obviously people know Chelsea already, but I want to introduce people to Andrea. Uh, Andrea, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and and why you're here today, my friend?
1: Yeah. No, thank you. Um, So uh, I'm a licensed clinical professional counselor at Gemstone Wellness here in Illinois. Um, We are very big on finding, providing psychological insight-oriented therapy. And the work that we do is also that of just finding healing and reconciliation with trauma and whatnot um one of the things that i specialize in or two i specialize in both uh, uh grief and loss and life transitions and so those most of my caseload and most of the clients that i have that come and see me are usually those that are working through some kind of loss of some sort uh mm-hmm. loss either to a parent a child mm-hmm. a friend a you name it it's there. Um, And then uh, for life transitions, that also actually does have some grief and loss elements, but also is Mm -hmm. just movement through different transitions that you're going through. And during those transitions, we're always undergoing questions of like, who are we? What am Mm -hmm. I doing? Is this the right right choice? Uh, so mm-hmm. increased anxiety and depression tend to happen there. Plus, just kind of identity mm-hmm. crisis, <laughs> existential crisis, and uh, like What's everything that mind?
0: you're describing, everything that you're describing about life changes and and crisis. That's like every thirty minutes for me. What am I? <laughs> what am I doing? Why am Why am I here? Who are these people? Why am I yeah. doing this? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, and so the therapy process. Really, what I like to do is just walk people through that to allow yourself yeah. to shift some grace because. Not that we can consciously know, maybe on a spiritual level, but we haven't lived this life, so all the choices we're making are new and they're different, and we're simultaneously experiencing things while we're having yeah. it. And I, Chelsea's <laughs> daughter, has joined us. For, the, for those of
0: you that, for those of you that are listening and not and not watching, uh, on the on the corner of your screen, you're going to see a lovely a lovely little angel uh, over there <laughs> who who is adorable. And and we agree it's okay that this is happening because I'm sure at some points. At some point during this interview, my cats will come up out of nowhere and probably just like try to cuddle because they always like yeah. to come over when I'm busy. When I'm here, just me by myself listening to music, they don't want anything to do with me. Nothing. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so it's all good. Um. So no, thank you for for sharing that. And so with that said, one of the things that uh, I I had to ask, I was like, okay, what do you want to talk about today? And and you and you uh, both were talking about how important it is um, to to find that right therapist for you and how that process you know can be Uh, i know that i'm a testament of this as well where uh, it took me a couple times (laughs) it took me a couple times to find the right fit for me and i think a lot of people don't realize that that's how it works you know that like sometimes it's going to take some time so uh andrea since you just introduced yourself if you don't mind just uh talking a, a little bit what advice would you give for somebody that's initially searching for a therapist that's right for them
1: Oh, man, I you know, it's funny because I feel like also as much as like I'm speaking of this from a therapist perspective, I'm also speaking from a human perspective because it does take some time to shop around. Yeah. And so I feel like one thing I would say is that to go ahead and read through these bios also. Ask for a fifteen-minute consultation from every I'm single therapist. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. a, a nice brief fifteen-minute consultation. I know Chelsea, you offer that, right? Yeah, yes. yeah. Like we both mm-hmm. offer that. To Most clients. therapists do. Most do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A and nice, if they don't go, if they don't, don't go see them. <laughs> I would definitely not see them. No, right. I would definitely right. not see them because the whole point of that fifteen-minute consultation is a twofold thing, right? It's for you as the client to get to feel who is this person that I'm going mm-hmm. to be. Vulnerable with? Like, Mm -hmm. can I trust this person on the other end? Do I feel safe with this other person? When I Mm -hmm. hear their voice, is it something that I can, like, oh, I can gravitate towards? Or is it something where it puts me on edge? And Mm -hmm. I think just having that awareness when you're going into those consultations is really important. And then, of course, making sure, okay, if I'm going to a therapist for, let's say, anxiety, but this therapist specializes in prenatal care, which is great, Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. That might not right. be the therapist for though. You might want right, the one that's, right. hey, my niche is anxiety. Right. Well.
0: Right. 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 So, so although, no, that. Yeah. No. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. no please.
1: I was say, so although Andrea and I overlap with
2: life transitions, you're not going to come see me for grief and loss. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm specialized in perinatal. You're probably not going to go see Andrea for perinatal. <laughs> Even right, though right. perinatal is a life transition and grief and loss is a life transition, it's just that's her niche. This is my niche. You know. Mm-hmm. And so right. I think really yes reading through those bios which can be so daunting Mm -hmm. and i know the 15 minute consultations can also be daunting so if you're utilizing like a directory like a psychology today or something like that they have filters so you can filter out like the specialties of Mm -hmm. what you're looking at so at least it's not this overwhelming list from your um, insurance company if you're using insurance i mean you can actually filter some of the people now find it someone with openings that's another story
1: (laughs) right right
0: so and 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 from both of your perspectives it goes both ways right so like how for you how does understanding a client's culture and background and language how does that play a role in the initial relationship as well uh chelsea i'll throw that to you
2: um so i mean for me like i i do my my due diligence like i do my Mm trainings, like you know the anti-racism and like like Mm -hmm. learning your um, intrinsic bias and stuff like that. However, there are some times where I can tell that it's just like not a match. And mm-hmm. it's it, and it's maybe not even cultural. It's just like, you can tell the person doesn't trust you. You could tell the mm-hmm. person's uncomfortable, whether it be a shift in like their voice, their tone, their inflection, mm-hmm. or if it's a video consultation, you know, maybe some of the little shifting, like you can t- kind of mm-hmm. tell something's not really comfortable. Um, Sometimes through asking certain questions, too, they'll originally say, oh, yeah, you know, I have anxiety. But you also then find out, like, their dad died last year and they haven't really unearthed right. that. And that's where the anxiety is coming from. And so for someone like me, I'd be like, oh, you need to call my friend, Andrea." <laughs> 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 I'm not right, right. Um,
1: right.
2: You know, and so I think it's just also knowing as a therapist on that 15 minute consult what questions to ask so that you can get a quick snapshot of what's really going on. Because presenting right. problems isn't what's really
1: going on. It's never the presenting problem. It's never Mm -hmm. what people come in necessarily. They might initially come in. It might be one thing, but it goes so much more deeper than that. So being able to get like a lot, like other questions asking about like, what's your family background? Like all those different things within that 15 minute consultation is really important. Getting and feeling it too. I mean, Mm -hmm. there is not one set fit therapist for everyone. In fact, if there's a therapist that's saying they can do it all, run. Because they (laughs) probably- (laughs) They probably cannot, and and and, yeah. and it, it's it's supposed to work that way, right? We're yeah. supposed to be in a place where we can specialize in one niche thing, and that's where we pour all our energy right. into, as much as agencies tell you no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm,
0: I'm really right. curious. So, like, from from a, a client perspective. Is, are there certain signs from that, like that the uh, client should look for in a therapist that might be like, eh, I don't know, because I, I like you had mentioned earlier about from your end, you know, maybe there's a shift in tone or maybe there's like another, there's a deeper part of the story and so on and so forth. So from a client perspective, does it also go the same? Is it like, hmm, my therapist is talking to me a little differently today. I don't know if this is a fit. Does it, does it go the same way?
1: absolutely i mean the here this is the thing like it's like with anything right you have to trust your gut like on certain things i know that can be hard at times but you'll feel it and you'll know i've talked Mm -hmm. to a couple of therapists where i'm just like "Mm, mm, no (laughs) uh, mm." like like you sound great just not for me you know and which is fine and that's completely okay i think it would be a disservice if you have a if you try to make it work as a client with someone that Mm -hmm. you don't feel like you can trust Because then what's the point? The point is to come Mm -hmm. and to be able to feel like you can be vulnerable, feel safe Mm -hmm. to be yourself, just be open. And if you can't do that right from the get and you're already picking that up from that phone call, that's probably not the one. Right.
0: Right. Right.
1: I mean, we were actually kind of touching
2: on we started recording like how kai when you and i first met like we had this Mm -hmm. like good vibe we felt like kindred spirits like whatever like Mm -hmm. we just kind of vibed and so you have that in your personal life you have that with your friends your tribe like you have people that you just gravitate towards and Mm -hmm. you also have that in the therapeutic relationship Mm
0: -hmm. you Mm -hmm. can
2: feel it you know feel it when you pick your friends
0: even even through even through a screen because it's funny because you and i have never met like in real life yet right Mm -hmm. but the day that we do like, i'm gonna give you a big-ass hug like it's, yeah. it's, it's like hey it's like i like i don't know you i don't i've never met you for all i know you're yeah. an ai i don't know are you real i don't know but
1: it's
0: funny how that that you know kind of kind of goes down but what's really interesting you were mentioning earlier about um how uh a person may not communicate everything that's needed. Like, I think the example that you gave was talking about like anxiety and come to find out their father had passed away and all of that. So like with that said, how can somebody effectively communicate their needs if they're not quite sure what the needs are? Like how how do they even initially start that conversation? Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. I was gonna say, I think just answering questions is truthfully is you can yeah. right like yeah. you might not know oh the grief is really creeping up but the way you openly answer your therapist questions on that consultation
1: call mm-hmm. they're gonna hear it yeah because we're trained yeah. to hear that kind of theme right mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah right. and i think i think also the fact that if you know if you feel like there is this hesitancy or this mm-hmm. like trepidation the therapist is going to know that stuff and is going to gauge okay is this because you're nervous to talk with me which is totally normal it makes sense when we're first meeting again I'm someone you've never met before you've got to like you know feel that or is it one of those where okay I still feel nervous just because of the topic matter I'm speaking about but I'm going to speak openly and freely and take this leap of faith into this and see where it lands and that's a whole different story that's where you're like oh okay that's the person like starting to warm up that might be actually a good fit because they trust you enough to be able to take that leap. They're just nervous about what they're looking for.
0: Right, right.
1: For example, like I I was actually calling therapists for myself and Uh
2: um, I did a free consultation with one woman and the way she spoke to me. So like you can tell I'm kind of like my energy's like up here a little bit. Mm -hmm. I have that like high energy. And she just brought me down. Like I could feel my energy shift on the phone with her. Mm -hmm. And she had such a soothing energy about her and a soothing Mm -hmm. voice and like she asked me questions that were kind of provoking but like also really like led me to a lot of introspection and i was like this is the therapist for me my consultation calls are not like that like i (sighs) i kind of use humor i use a lot of customer service like my consultation calls sound different than hers so i might not be like you know what i mean so i don't know like it's just right. that's how right and there's go.
0: no right or wrong way like like and there's no like one way because every person is different every brain is different every body is different so yeah, you right. know that kind of approach that worked for you chelsea may not work for somebody else and, and vice Correct. versa right yeah, and, and the, the I, way i, I do, I, do I my console calls
2: wouldn't work for me as a client
0: mm. <laughs> you
2: know what i mean because i'm already yeah. up here i somebody up there with
0: me right, yeah. right right the whole area would just explode it would just be like a, like, a beautiful you imagine like me with me no i would, <laughs> would like, i would i would
2: pay
0: um, i would pay to, <laughs> to watch that i would so like so, so okay so let's just say it's a it's a good fit the 15-minute consultation goes down everybody's like all right bet i'll see you in a couple weeks or whenever however the cadence is right that evaluation is it ongoing is like is every session something like that you have to reevaluate, or are you or at that point once the 15-minute consultation is done is it like okay i want to give it three sessions and then i'm going to re- reevaluate? how often should people be evaluating this
1: yeah i was going to say i'd like to give it like and i tell this to my clients usually like from day one that even in spite of the fact that we had a phone consultation we felt like we clicked and i i'm pretty sure mm-hmm. we do i still allow them to the benefit of the doubt i tell them straight up a- like, let me know how you're feeling about this because mm-hmm. this only works with how far you're gonna let me like go, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna force you to go somewhere you're not ready to go. Um, mm-hmm. I might nudge and be like, "Hey, there might be something around here," you know, but I'm never gonna mm-hmm. force you to go somewhere until mm-hmm. until you say, "Hey, let's walk through this together." And so right. I feel like those first like couple sessions, I actually tell them I'm like I ask them a presuppositional question at the end of the session, usually like, "How did you pre what?" <laughs> Uh, She's walking Webster. A pre.
0: <laughs> a pre. What?
1: A presuppositional question. That's
0: not a word.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a
0: lot of. That's not a silhouette. word. You you just made up that word. Let me call Mr. So Webster. Kind of, let me no, let me call Mr. You know, Webster. Um, look up his dictionary. Pre a pre what? What did you say? A, pre-
1: <laughs> a presuppositional question.
0: I've seen that movie. It's a great action movie. It's not real. <laughs> What right? is I that mean, word? What does that mean? A bit,
1: right, when you say it that way.
0: Are you speaking um, Klingon? What is? What is, that, <laughs> <laughs> what, what is that word? You just made it up. I told up. you she's
1: great. It's, it's, <laughs> what it basically is. It's just asking the a question, basically a check in, like seeing if this would supplement like to the work that we've been doing. That's not a free. <laughs> don't look simple. at me. I don't so, know what that so
0: word. means. So <laughs> say that. You don't have to make up a word. I don't even a word for. It, just say what you just said. I don't. Uh, my she vocab- says
2: words all the time, and I'm like, aha. Uh-huh.
0: Right. <laughs> like once you dumb. hit, for me, for, me, <laughs> for me, once you hit like three syllables or more, like I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have questions. You're like, you're like, my questions.
1: ADHD cannot hold me to you know, <laughs> it. I couldn't so even pay attention. The syllable. <laughs> I,
0: I don't know. I'll be honest. Andrea, I don't know how that word ended. I I lost it halfway through. My ADHD was like
1: nope. in between the syllables. Yeah, yeah, just dot like a period at the end of each one. Oh my
0: god, that's funny. That I'm gonna I'm gonna I, wait. I learned I learned the word uh, defenestrate the other day. Do you know what that means? I have no idea. It <gasps> means to to Webinar. it means to to like to toss yourself out a window or toss somebody out a, or toss something or somebody out a window. Defenestrate
1: fenest well
0: Defenestrate.
1: I mean can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> yeah, that's what like
0: Keep if messing with me and you're gonna be defenestrated. <laughs>
1: defenestrated
0: <laughs> I know Wow. Yeah. So now I'm trying to use it in every situation. Like I was at Starbucks, I'm like, oh, can I get a mocha latte? If not, mm, the fenestration. <laughs> and then it looks. <laughs> People are like, what? They're like, okay, they're like, sure.
2: I also just realized that was your mic and not your shirt.
1: You didn't, oh yeah, I did blend into it uh, actually, your like, mic.
0: Mm. I don't know what just happened, but okay, I'm, I'm with you.
1: My, my ADD. <laughs> yeah. Right there
0: with you. No, you're good. Uh, so, <laughs> wait, so so quick question. So so you were talking about like how you should go to therapists uh because that's because that's what we're talking about <laughs> Therapy. what's the topic tonight i forgot uh, i don't know what topic, whatever what the topic is whatever word you freaking made up just five minutes ago that, that's the, the that's i'm kidding i'm kidding um <laughs> uh, so so you were talking about how like uh somebody should go to a a, a professional that has a specific niche like something that's that's right for them so like as as professionals as as, as these really important people how do you stay up to date on all of these niches? is there like a newsletter that's like depression weekly like what how do you there actually
1: is there are some things like that
0: Depression Weekly,
1: Yes, I, or PESI, or whatever. Pessy, Pessy. that's it,
0: the Does does Depression Weekly start off with the word, welp? (laughs) Well,
1: that was a downer. Is it like
0: another newsletter? Enjoy it, I guess.
1: (laughs) No, they come out with all these trainings all the time. They do, and also part of our licensure is we have to maintain CEUs. So continuing education units, just like a doctor. Yeah. So we continuously have to keep taking all these different CEU courses and
0: whatnot. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, <laughs> he's crying. He's laughing about he's your the, word that I can't three, say. Again. question. He's like, "What did you just I'm say to so me?"
0: on it. That's not a word. <laughs> um,
1: it is the word. He's gonna it like, is word. He's I know, i believe at you. the end of this, and then he's gonna be like, wow, That's
0: that's that's you assuming that I know how to freaking spell it in the first place.
1: <laughs> You're gonna try and say it again into Siri.
0: I can't even say it now. I don't even remember what the word is. That's not like, you. please do. We'll, yes. we'll write it
1: out phonetically. <laughs> yeah,
0: please do. Actually, um, so so Andrew, you you do both English and Spanish right yes. in, in your in your practice how mm-hmm. important is is that do you find that people are uh more likely to to come to you or do you get a certain like type of clientele that may not feel comfortable talking to somebody that doesn't speak like fluent spanish
1: yeah i mean so i think it's super important because there's a lot of people that want to be able to express themselves in their native tongue and mm-hmm. that's really hard if you're going to a therapist who is Maybe of a different culture speaks a different language than you. Maybe English is your second language, so suddenly it's not like as present. Sorry, there's a helicopter. Yeah, Yeah. sorry (laughs) about that. (laughs) A little bit random.
0: (laughs) I my ADHD kicked in again, and I have no idea what you just said. We can't hear you.
1: (laughs) It's like
2: right there. It sounds it's like, right like,
0: it like, sounds oh, like uh, a machine gun. It sounds like you are in a war zone right now. And so anybody <laughs> anybody that's not watching and just listening right now, like they're like, I hope they're okay. Yeah, <laughs> you're
2: fine. Yeah. Right. You're just
0: staying outside because my kid and my husband no, are you're watching. Fine. You're fine. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. Um, so so you were saying Wait. that people want to sp- feel more comfortable speaking in like their native tongue as opposed to speaking in their second language.
1: absolutely and also just being able to express yourself in your own culture i think there's something about being able to speak to someone who came from a similar background as you Mm -hmm. um so we all know about like oh yeah we know about like like a stereotypical thing i'm just gonna throw out there we know about Vicks. Vicks heals all yeah that's a latina like (laughs) yes you know and it's I mean... You got him while he was drinking, it's coming out his nose. <laughs> he's like, he's sitting there. He's like, I am never having this interview with it almost,
0: it came, you. Know, it, that that is <laughs> on this one because this is
1: also I borderline stand up a little bit. This We're is... giving you some material, oh, <laughs>
0: man. okay? Um, yes, no, I, I hear you. I actually I spent time in, I was, I just flew in from uh Tulum, I was in Tulum, Mexico, uh, this past oh. week. And um, so I was and I was staying at a resort uh, at the Hilton and and obviously the entire staff, you know, spoke Spanish. Um, But I could tell even from like the wait staff to the to the front desk people, I I could tell that, like, obviously, English is their second language. And they were trying so hard to not only speak it, but understand what we were asking for sometimes. And I could see the shifts in demeanor even sometimes when they were able to communicate in spanish with somebody like it was it was like a shift and and i'm sitting there i'm like man i wish i could help i wish i could you know not be obsessed with french and be obsessed with spanish a little bit more and and like learn it and because i could i could just tell that that they felt like a like very comfortable speaking in in that language so i would imagine it's the same in therapy right yeah
1: very much so and finding a therapist too like if it's not even just with me with Spanish, like if you're someone who identifies as Asian and you are looking mm-hmm. for someone who can also do that in whatever Asian language that you have, that's right. important. Or someone that comes from a native American background as well, or mm-hmm. those elements are so important. I think as Yeah. Well. it's really funny too, right. because
2: like, when we were in school, they teach us like not to tell personal stuff about ourselves. Like right. don't even mm-hmm. have a picture of your family on your desk type thing. Right. And then now that I'm in private practice, it wants, it asks if you want to disclose your faith. And mm. for a long time, I juggled with that, but I finally mm. did disclose my faith. And I've actually gotten a few clients that are mm-hmm. of the same faith because they were yeah. looking for a Jewish therapist. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, wow. so I just thought that was really interesting, too, because I'm not right. a spiritual like I don't I'm not like a Jewish therapist, like they have Christian therapists out there. Like, I'm not a Jewish right. therapist, in any means, but just having those like little nuances mm-hmm. or, just for, you know, to process, you right. know, they're. Of the rise in anti-Semitism exactly. or whatever, like right. just having yes. some space for right. that,
1: right.
2: Um, right? And I do yeah. know with with some of my clientele that that is, you know, biopic, right? Like I make sure I let them know from the get go, like I, I'm totally Caucasian, but I'm an ally.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: right. I, I know from from friends, from professionals, that you you mm-hmm. never know what kind of white person you're sitting across from.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Trust me, I know. No, no, no. Yeah.
2: And so I try it, like, even though sometimes it is uncomfortable, because, yeah. you know, I, mean, whatever it is, but I always try and, like, break that ice and, like, hey, sure. like, I'm an ally, like, I'm here. Mm-hmm. I might not know what it like it's like to walk in your skin tone, mm-hmm. but.
0: Right, right.
2: You know? Right. And so, so, I
0: so, so what happens, let's just say, you know, uh, how does somebody, I guess, advocate for themselves, right? So, so. They're in. They're in therapy. They feel like it's not working. How do they go about advocating for themselves and saying, "Hey, this isn't. This isn't working." Because I would imagine it's kind of like initiating like a breakup, even like in a relationship. Like it's really awkward. It's really weird. Some for some people. Do you have any like tips or tricks that people can utilize when they want to, in a way, break up with their therapist? Like what? What is what is a good course of action there?
1: Because it's hard question
2: that's a really good question. Um
0: (laughs) I've been doing this for three years, can you tell?
2: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I mean, so okay. So there's always the honesty piece, like Mm -hmm. just being honest, like hey, like I feel stuck. The thing is is like if you do have a good therapist, your therapist is gonna feel it. That's true. Mm -hmm. And they're gonna check in. Like, hey, Mm -hmm. I feel like we're kinda stuck. Do you feel the same way? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, here we kind of Circled back around to the same sticking point. Do you want to explore other therapists like you know they'll mm-hmm. bring it up right Like if you have a good mm-hmm. therapist right, you know usually um, they'll bring it up. but sometimes it's just like I've even I had someone just text me like hey I'm gonna look for somebody that can like prescribe meds and like this
0: right
2: send text which mm-hmm. I mean mm-hmm. I guess that's not ideal but like if you really feel uncomfortable having the actual vocal conversation text email,
1: yeah mm-hmm. i mean i know i've had like i've had a client um themselves actually reach out and say hey you know i don't actually think i, I feel like we're, we're at an impasse at this mm-hmm. point i don't feel like we can go anywhere else and i said you know i thank you for your honesty i'm so glad you were able to say that let's look for something that can best fit you now maybe the therapist mm-hmm. was only meant to walk you to this point and then right. you get another person that holds your mm-hmm. hand and walks you to the next point kind right. of thing right. and that's totally okay right. and i think if anything, it's really important to, to be able to say as therapists, you know what, that's okay. If you feel that that's what you need, we need to respect what you need. Correct. You know yourself better than anyone else. Yeah. So we'll go mm-hmm. with that for you. You know,
0: Right, right,
2: right. Side, like when I was a client, one time I just ghosted a therapist because he was awful. Oh,
0: Ugh. wow. Yeah. Wow. He
2: I was in a session with him. It was a couple session and he's like, you, Hey, you, I'm talking to you. And I thought he oh, was talking yeah. to my husband. And then just instead of saying, "Hey, Chelsea, I'm talking to you," like that question was for you, it was like this snap. Not so if we the snap
0: just... of the fingers, really.
2: That's yeah. I told you that. Yes, sir. I remember that, and yeah. I still. So oh, I ghosted wow. not so I think it just depends, also on like. Wow. I just Didn't. Yeah, there was no point. people. That's...
0: People that snap their fingers at like waiters and stuff, like for like attention. Is I can't stay. I used I served tables and I bartended for seven years of my life, like all throughout like college and a little bit after college. I People would do that. because, And I used to hate that so much. I would deliver, I would purposely ignore them. Purposefully. Yeah.
1: It's Ugh. exceptionally like, rude that that yeah. therapist did that. Especially yes. a therapist. That's
0: awful. I'm sorry that you had to go through that. That's that's not not okay. Um, it's a laughing so,
2: point now, but in the moment, right, I was like, but in the oh,
0: moment, oh my
1: gosh.
0: Oh my <laughs> <laughs> sure. uh, one of the things that I hear a lot on when on my platform on, on Instagram and, and stuff. I'll, whenever I talk about therapy, there's a lot of people that say, you know what? I tried it. I had a really bad experience. It was a waste of time. It was a waste of money. I don't want to go through that again. What, what if there, if there's anybody out there that's listening or watching right now that I've had that experience, what would you say to them right now?
2: I'm sorry. <laughs> there's a lot of bad therapists out there. I know I'm giggling, yeah. but like, You you just heard my experience. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. I mean, yeah, definitely. Like, I'm sorry, there are a lot of bad therapists out there, but also Mm -hmm. maybe, like, you know, it's kind of like trying on a pair of shoes. You want to try on the one that fits instead of trying to shove your foot in a, like, boot that is just too tight or Mm -hmm. size six or or something. Mm -hmm. okay to say hey i think i need a size nine and Mm. it's okay that you were upset that maybe you spent all that time and energy going with that size it didn't work out or the style or whatever it may be Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean you wouldn't try to go and get another pair of boots you just want the one that's better fit. and so allowing yourself to say you know what it was a bad experience and saying yeah it was it was a crappy experience It shouldn't have happened that's not going to be all my experience and what an amazing learning experience
2: too Mm -hmm. because yeah the, the snappy guy no no 15 minute consultation with him he just mm-hmm. had openings so i took it now i know i had openings and then the <laughs> one that was free consultation i'm actually with her now and she's absolutely amazing yeah. Yeah. and so you know i had a bad experience but now i learned from it i'm going to do a consultation yeah. call mm-hmm. and then if you did the consultation call and had a bad experience well maybe just tweaking tweaking the questions that you're asking mm-hmm. you know now have a better idea of what you're looking for because yeah. every experience is a learning opportunity
0: right right so i want to go back to niches just for a second because one of the things that popped up in my head as you were talking um like we were talking about going to uh, uh somebody with a specific niche what if the person knows maybe they're suffering with you know are trying to manage anxiety depression ptsd adhd like it's multiple things that they're trying to deal with how do they go about finding a person that can handle multiple approaches there, like multiple things that they feel like they might be diagnosed with? What should they do?
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of that's, like, the thing about it, too, is that there are some things that do overlap, especially, like, mm-hmm. even some of the books like, anxiety, depression, ADHD, uh-huh. like... Mm-hmm. PTSD. PTSD. Mm-hmm. There are some things that do overlap. Now, don't get me wrong, there is something that are just niche, like, specifics, right? But something mm-hmm. like that, those are, like, those seem to be like almost like a Venn diagram where things kind of overlap this way. So a lot of that stuff in the center, like ADHD, mm-hmm. for example, and anxiety are actually part of the anxiety like disorders. Mm-hmm. And you know, PTSD also kind of gets confused in there sometimes too, even though it's more trauma based. And so mm-hmm. there are some things that lump together that actually have overlap. And then within them, they have more specifics down. So, someone who may have all four of those things, it may still work out to be with someone who specializes in anxiety and ADHD. And then they work through the trauma as well. Most therapists tend to be trauma informed. That's something that actually Mm -hmm. is really important. Yeah, trauma informed. Trauma informed. Most most therapists are, but they definitely should be. And I just toggle those filters. Mm -hmm. There are
2: therapists that are like, ooh, I like this. Let me go get trained in another thing. And let me go, you know, Mm -hmm. and and they they do. They have multiple trainings and
1: and props thing there are therapists who have like niched in like three or four things
0: yeah and that's like Mm. yeah and i'm very curious because i'd be remiss if i if i didn't ask this i know a a lot of times like i i I always have to remind myself that i speak from a position of privilege right Mm -hmm. like i'm very fortunate to have the insurance that I have. I'm very fortunate to have the job that I have and the resources and friends and family that I have. But there are a lot of people out there that are watching or listening right now that don't have a a lot of options when it comes to choosing therapists or choosing a specific niche and all that. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask on their behalf, what should they do if they feel like they just don't have the options to get the help Mm -hmm. that they need?
1: yeah yeah that's always a really like tough one but i do think that there is there's a lot of like private practices out there that are also doing some pro bono like sliding scale like places too that will go ahead and see clients outside of insurance maybe something low feed or maybe sometimes free depending on which ones they're offering but and then you're seeing a therapist that may have that specialty but is doing it like yeah. For free. Right. Well, in, in essence, or, or
2: a also low cost. To, And also to the colleges. Colleges, yeah. You know, then you have a professor overseeing, and you ha- usually have a PhD candidate or student, mm-hmm. you know, doing the interventions. So, I mean, right. those are pretty good and affordable, and you're getting decent
0: right. care. And you had mentioned psychology today as a resource. Are there any other resources that people can consider when it comes to finding the therapist that's right for them and, and the niche that they're looking for?
1: Google and Yelp
0: google cool. me yeah. fair enough
1: therapy done therapy is another one um therapy Den. Mm-hmm.
0: yes
1: that's another one um that jeff jeff from therapy Done. that's him right i think, I think so. so yeah yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there's also i think um let's say you're looking for someone specific with like i'm looking for a christian therapist like you can mm-hmm. type that in or they have some platforms that way or i'm looking for a latinx therapist or i'm looking mm-hmm. for a queer therapist yeah right they right. have platforms out there too like if you just google mm-hmm. it that's come up and right. you can just kind of look in there and they have mm-hmm. from whether they're low cost or insurance-based or self-pay or yeah. sliding scale mm-hmm. they all right
0: right i <clears throat> i appreciate like honestly you both so much for, for providing this stuff and because it's this is helping more people than any of us could realize uh, chelsea like after our last like we did a mock therapy session uh in our in our last talk um i can't tell you how many messages i got from people about that episode specifically more so than i normally get about wow. the mock about the mock therapy session people t- like really really uh got something out of that so like awesome. uh, like this kind of this kind of talk and, and all of that like it really does go a long way and for anybody that's watching or listening um the resources are out there you know i i Therapy is always going to be a good option, you know, for you. I I always recommend talking to a mental health professional, you know, because it's just like, it just it help. They can help guide you and provide you these tools and resources that you may not be able to find anywhere else. Number one, and number two, they're specialized for you specifically. You know, they're they're things that that are made for you and the things that you're going through. So, uh, my final question to to the both of you, um, how can we as a community in the mental health world uh, especially when it comes to niche therapy what can we do to reduce the stigma surrounding therapy
2: great question <laughs> that is a great question take i don't know the answer yet <laughs> uh, reducing the stigma mm-hmm. around therapy i
1: think we need to educate what therapy is yeah.
2: So mm. a lot of people don't know what it they is they have that
1: misconception because of like what media portrays and the movies
2: mm. portray,
1: and they do a terrible job oh at, my god they yeah. like, they have us doing some like unethical
2: right stuff. there's always a therapist sleeping with a client always, always. Right. And it's
0: like- I, oh my god i saw there was a show with naomi watts i think it was where she um was a therapist that like slept or she to get to know her client um she it's called gypsy i don't know if you heard of this or not so she plays a therapist and in order to get to know her client she would enter the client's life in a weird way like 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 she would befriend that her client's girlfriend
1: yeah that is definitely without
0: without the girlfriend realizing that that that's her boyfriend's therapist so she would do that to get more information to help her,
1: right.
0: her patient i will help I, me like, like a, quote.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean it yeah. sounds like a show but that right. is definitely and i was just not thinking of like that therapy. show
2: working moms and the therapist mm. on working moms like that's that's not a
1: therapist either <laughs> or a lot of people right. like this about the sopranos and the psychologist there and i'm just like that's not this is a tv psychologist yeah
0: right right it's it's There's
2: crazy show i saw where there was a decent therapist portrayal and i can't remember the name of the show it was like a mother and daughter main character but whatever it's one show out of all the shows with a therapist
1: mm-hmm. so that's, yeah I think it's, it's yeah it's crazy, crazy. Yeah, lots of education and also just like normalizing the therapy process, right? A lot of right. people think, oh, there has to be something wrong with me to go oh, to therapy. Yes. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with If you're about to get married and you want to go to a therapist because you're trying to talk out, hey, right. this is a new thing I've never done before. I and I-
2: right, right. I always say you don't wait until you have a rotten tooth to go to the dentist. Exactly. You don't wait Mm -hmm. until you're having a heart attack to go to the doctor. Like you go for your annual, you go for your cleaning. You don't wait for the engine to blow up, to bring it to the mechanic. You get your oil change. Why is mental health any different than any other thing in your life?
0: You know me, that is my motto. I am trying to get (laughs) people to talk about mental health the same way we talk about physical health because It's just as, if not more important, in my opinion. And I think, even like sometimes when I'm explaining mental health to people, I try to put it in physical health terms, and they seem to sometimes get it. <laughs> at yeah. that point and and i'm like man if only we can have these conversations about mental health the same way we have about like a broken arm or a cold <laughs> you know right. nobody's questioning you you know like like there's, there's there's something out here maybe you don't need a cast maybe you just need a, like a little stint or something like like there's so many different right. things that you can do uh, don't get me started that's a whole nother that's a whole nother episode right there mm-hmm. um uh Definitely. thank you thank you honestly both for uh for for that this conversation about uh finding the right therapist Uh, a massive thank you to our guests chelsea Macron and andrea santiago (laughs) for shedding
2: data that just landed right here do
0: you hear it i can't i yes i can (laughs) i do not freak out that's so funny Thank you so much for, uh, for shedding light on this, uh, on this topic. Uh, remember, anybody that's watching and listening, uh, it's not uh, just about seeking help, but uh, it's about seeking the right help. Uh, your mental health journey is uniquely yours and you deserve a therapist who resonates with your needs. So don't be afraid to shop around. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to advocate for yourself. And as always, my friends, keep spreading those good vibes. And remember, every day is a chance to shine a little bit brighter. Thank you again to Chelsea and Andrea. Thank you so much. I appreciate both of you. Uh, And until next time, Vibers, much love and good vibes. Bye. See you. And that's a wrap for today's episode of the Vibe with Kai podcast. This is your host, Kai, hoping that our chat today was both informative and entertaining. Remember, there is no normal when it comes to mental health. It's all about finding what's healthy for you. And if that's vibing with me, well, I'm glad that you're here. I'd love to continue this conversation with you off the air as well. You can find me on all major social media platforms at The Vibe with Kai, or you can visit my official website at TheVibeWithKai.com. I'm here to keep the positivity flowing, the ideas sparking, and most importantly, to help everyone feel a little less alone in their mental health journey. Thank you so much for lending me your ears and your time. Keep those good vibes flowing and remember to love and accept yourself. ADHD, introversion and all. Until next time, this is Kai signing off with a smile. Much love and good vibes.